Welcome everybody to the Steve Jordan Experience. Today I have an awesome guest. He's a three-time Canadian national all-natural bodybuilding champion. Let me repeat that, an all-natural bodybuilding champion who competed as a vegetarian, former Mr. Universe competitor, and host of the Awesome Health Podcast. Wade Lightheart is one of the world's premier authorities on natural nutrition and training methods. Welcome, Wade, to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Wade, you know, let's. I want to talk about the bodybuilding experience. I we off off record here in the beginning. I told you I, I moved to Marina del Rey by way of New York City. Uh, you know, growing up, I watched, I read Iron Man and you know uh, Flex magazine yeah. and. Uh, I, I, I always wanted to train at Gold's Gym, the mecca of bodybuilding. Me too. And sure enough, I did. Um, what is it like, you know, uh, being a bodybuilder in, in, the, in the world today and, and yesterday? What, what is it like? I, I've never experienced it as a bodybuilder. Well, I think people who are drawn into the sport, um, there's a couple of things. I think there's, there's an extreme nature to it, and, and an, which is odd because it's such a rigid lifestyle. So mm. it's almost like you're so extreme that you need a rigid mechanism in order to support your kind of extremity. I would say that would be my psychological component. So you you live in this highly disciplined, almost monastic type lifestyle to create this outrageously... I don't know what you call it, dysmorphic physique nowadays, I guess. Yeah, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's kind of like a one branch of the evolutionary train, which mm -hmm. is really fighting many of the biological adaptations that we've made in order to survival. So it's mm. it's an odd sport in that nature. Um, however, can I interrupt yeah, you there for yeah. one second? You you've called it a sport. Um, can you Comment on it and why you call it a sport. I've never heard it used in that, sure. in that way. Um, well, if you go back to the in 1975, when Arnold Schwarzenegger was not known as Arnold Schwarzenegger, other than in the bodybuilding community, which was very small, and most of the world champions trained right here down the street from me at Golds, the original Golds. Yeah. And... At that time, they couldn't get funding to finish off Pumping Iron, the movie that essentially launched him as this character and, and really catapulted bodybuilding into more mainstream. Uh, I think subscriptions at that time, according to Joe Weider, was around a half million, which was pretty good after 30, 40 years of work. But when Arnold left the sport, essentially in 1980, he came made a brief comeback uh, after retiring for five years subscriptions at muscle and fitness is number one thing was at 7 million. So he, and, and that's where the fitness gyms popped up and pumping iron and fitness and all these sort of things kind of came about, mm. but to raise money uh, for pumping iron, they held an event at the Whitney museum in New York city with wow. the elite of the art and cultural scene of New York. And they had Ed Corney, and Frank Zane and Arnold Schwarzenegger posing at the museum and they charged tickets in order for people to come. And that was yeah. the debate. The debate was, is bodybuilding an art or a sport? Mm. Now, there's a great number of people 
who would argue in both sides of that. And I would say this, just got past the Super Bowl the other day. Sport at its highest level, to me, transcends sport and becomes art, right? The guy diving into the end zone, reaching over two defenders, reaching out with one hand, contorting his body, bringing it down, landing on the ground inside inbounds. It's beyond, it transcends sport, it's art. And so I believe that the pursuit of bodybuilding is a transcendent sport of artistic expression. Wow, I love that. What a wonderful comment. I'm so grateful that we I asked that question and you shared in such an eloquent way and left it there because I, I mean, it makes 100% sense. It's great, great way of perspective. I, I see it as both as well. And, and I see that transcendent when you get to that next level, it is art. And it could be at any level, really. It depends on the perception of the, you know, I, beauty is in the eyes of the older, right? Just like art, <laughs> right? I can look at a piece of art on a wall and say, wow, that is magnificent. I'd pay $5 million for that art. When you look at it and be like, all I see are blotches of ink on there. It means nothing to me, right? Perhaps it's just on the knowing, right? The, the trained eye for it to become art or sport. So super cool way of uh, looking at bodybuilding. Now I'm going to pivot off of that question and ask, what was it like to be a natural bodybuilder? Because <laughs> we all know that these bodybuilders, especially today, are jacked with a lot of different things inside of them that are making them that big. It's just humanly impossible that you can get as big as they get. I went to Mr. Olympia about five, oh no, seven, eight years ago. And I was, I felt like a little man. Mm -hmm. I felt like a dwarf next to these guys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the expo, when you're walking around, not just the professionals, but even the participants, the people that show up from all over the world, <laughs> massive, you know, huge. Their biceps are the biggest my torso. Um, and then when you go to the show and you see these these professionals, you know, posing, their bodies are just magnificent. And I mean, I, and I, there's no words to describe it. You have to be there to experience it. Yes. Pictures do not. No, do they justice. don't. You can't, you can't comprehend the visual shock and impression that hits you when you were there in the experience. It's kind of like meeting, you know, Shaquille O'Neal or someone who's seven feet tall. It's right, hard to, exactly. you can't really capture it in basketball, but then like watching it on TV, but then you get around or you get around an NFL lineman or something like that. Like so there, there, true. There's, there's an incredible, or, or, or top professional boxer, their physical energy or profession and, and bodybuilding has, I mean, I, I remember going to see Ronnie Coleman firsthand at his height of his career. And even someone who had been in the sport for so many years was just, blown away by the physical development. And so for to answer your question, it's it's an interesting one because to me it's a circular journey and we don't necessarily know where that journey is going to end because it's not quite over yet. Bodybuilding mm -hmm. is something for me starting out which is the application of uh, a set of exercise parameters and, and, and dietary practices that lead to the development of muscular tissue, the elimination of body fat, 
and the optimization of what we recognize as an aesthetic ideal. That, 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 that was bodybuilding to me. As I went into the sport, and I think a lot of people are driven to the sport because as a, as a young male, you instantly compare yourself to more developed males. That's a, that's a natural uh, comparison within all biological organism species that uh, there's a, you know, you kind of see where are you in the, the dominance hierarchy, if you will. Mm-hmm. And muscularity and power and these things are traditional evolutionary biases that are cooked right into our nervous system about comparison. And as a young male, and you start to see yourself as a young man, you compare that. And I think that's the, they take advantage of that in marketing. You know, I remember seeing a bodybuilding, Jory Zuclato, Mr. California, on the cover of a magazine with two pretty girls. And the, the girls being the association that you get the uh, adulation of the women because you've achieved this as a desirable male, which is all fused into biological reference. So there's a lot of things going on there. And for so sure. for me, it was it was my way to lift weights and get and I and and then when I read Education of a Bodybuilder as a 15 year old that was written by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who at the time was the biggest bodybuilding um, influencer in the world. And, you know, he was a superstar in in television and lived this fantastic life in California and kind of like he was the dream, right? I mean, he had everything, he had money, he had fame, he had the physique, he had the perfect, he had everything. And you're like, wow, I mean, like in an achievement zone, what a guy, right? Okay, let's, let's go for that. And, but then as you get into the sport, those things can be mutated or played upon. And then what eventually you come to the situation and this happened to me in 1996, particularly Uh, in 1996, I came to the conclusion that it was impossible for me to achieve my goals that I had set forth for myself without using anabolic agents. So chemical agents that would accelerate the growth of muscle tissue over and above your genetic, your natural genetic predispositions. And so I experimented with drugs um, for two years from 96 to 98. And that allowed me to get an insight into what that world was, which they worked. I quickly won a bunch of champions, you know, within two years, I went from average to national caliber uh, capability. And in 1998, at my first national championships, after being backstage, um, which looked very much like a mash unit, very unhealthy, very like it it was everything that I didn't get into the sport from as that 15 year old. So here I am 11 years removed from when I started. And now I'm seeing the, the, the dark side of the sport, the, the, the dysfunctional lifestyles, the abuse of drugs, the uh, associated criminal activities that was involved with a lot of it the cult-like aspects, um, the muscle dysmorphia, the psychological things that were being played out. And I was like, and even though I had a great coach and I, and I was navigating, I think a lot of those fairly well on, on some levels, I looked at at the time to Dorian Yates and and, and Ronnie Coleman, who were kind of the, 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 like Dorian was at his peak. Ronnie was coming in. They were kind of the changing of the guard was about to happen, just like happened with Lee Haney to to Dorian Yates. And I said, there's nothing I can do to beat these guys. Like, you know, and I I can remember being 230 pounds, still had veins in my abs. I've done all my blood work and my doctor or my coach is, and I I did all the blood work and all that sort of stuff when I did it and had a great coach. 
And he's like, okay, well, you're clean. Everything's, everything's normal. Now you can go and you're going to, we'll take you up to 260, 270, what your body can frame and we'll diet down for next year. So you got a shot at the heavyweight title uh, that year, right? And I'm a, I'm a guy at five eight. It's a lot of weight, and at, at two thirty, at two thirty, you know, it was getting hard to move. Around. I noticed certain physiological shifts that were happening in my body: swelling, edema, sleep apnea, just and, and just moving around took a lot of energy. It's a lot of extra mm. weight, and I said, you know, I, I didn't sign up for this, and so I was disappointed and left the sport. I kept training but then emerged drug tested competitions a number of years later and i was like oh well this is exciting i could do this however during that journey i i i found meditation and got really into meditation it became another almost kind of monk-like discipline format that i really was attracted to I went to india spent some ash time in an ashram uh, all that sort of stuff even considered being a monk I just love the discipline side of it um, and, mm -hmm. and some of the philosophical ave avenues. And I got this crazy idea. During that time, I became a vegetarian. And my spiritual teacher had said to me, hey, well, you know, if something doesn't exist for you, then it'll and it's right for you. It'll be created. And I'm like, well, you know, I always had this desire to go to the Mr. Universe, but it didn't happen. Like, because I wasn't willing to kind of do these things, but these, this drug tested pathway moved up. And so I said, I got back in, I said, I'm going to be a vegetarian drug-free bodybuilder and go to the Mr. Universe using these practices. And if this spiritual teacher of mine is correct, then it's going to happen. Well, two years later, I was standing on stage at the Mr. Universe in Mumbai, India of all places where it was wow. and uh, got to experience that. Now I didn't win. Um, I took my physique to the best possible level I could. Uh, I think it was 13th that year. And then I had this massive crash afterwards where I lost my health. I had, I was trying to compete as a, a meat eating mentality with a vegetarian diet and it was a disaster. I wrecked my digestive system. I met a doctor, that person taught me all about digestive health. I repaired my digestion, got my health and vitality back, spent the next four years with my business partner, Matt, um, dealing with thousands of different physique athletes around the world, gathering data about how do we optimize it? Cause I didn't want people to have the same thing happen to me. Four years later, I made another comeback. I retired again and came back in, in three and a half months, came back and actually just less than a month, I got ready for a national championship, which was crazy. Won both my divisions and went to the Worlds and placed fifth the next time around. And at that point, I was like, okay, now I'm going to start teaching these principles. And, you know, mm. first or second was really out of range for me. Three to 10, we were all basically the same, but one and two, those guys were truly extraordinary. And so that led to what I profess today which is biological optimization, not just building up the musculature, but building up the organ strength, the hormonal profile, the cognitive capacity, the neurotransmitter uh, pool, the enzymatic capability, the microbiome. So bodybuilding has gone from this initial external experience into, I would say, a transcendent, almost like a military discipline to kind of a spiritual philosophy to kind of a business and uh, human expression and now into what I feel is really an attempt to mitigate the unintended consequences of technological innovation 
so that these evolutionary stressors, which have now been generated by humanity itself, which is interesting, the unintended consequences of technology, now are forcing the mutation of the human species into a, ver a bunch of different variants. And people are doing all sorts of experiences, whether it's people hooking into, you know, cyborg type operations, whether they are getting into genetic mutation or they're getting into biological optimization or some fusion of all those things. I think that's what's happening to the species in general. And I'm working on my little niche in my little world. So, so bodybuilding has been all of that to me. So it's not done and it is what it is. So, Wow. Wonderful story and amazing journey. And you eloquently tell a story, uh, you know, you took us on a journey to where you are today, which is really the crux of this conversation. I was building, you know, kind of credibility and rapport with the audience to know who you are and where you've come from to discuss what we're going to talk about now, which is your company, Bio Optimizers, which is a world-renowned, very high standard uh, health and wellness uh, supplement company, like you said, working from the inside out. Uh, tell us about that and the inception of that. Yeah. So my business partner, Matt Gallant, and I we were always performance for He was a former body. We actually um, met briefly in 1997. He was a novice comp competitor to my first uh, heavyweight and overall show in 1997. And so we got kind of introduced. And then a few years later, after I had first time retired from the sport. So I retired tw three times now. Um, <laughs> well, that's actually, I, you know what? I like that. It's a great talking point here. It's about an experience because you can retire and come back. Like right. retiring doesn't necessarily have to mean like you're dead and done. <laughs> like it's a, it may be a retirement in a phase of a, or a, you know, a micro phase of your life where you can then yeah. use that and springboard to another phase. Yeah. So, Tim Ferriss talks uh, yeah. about that, the, the, the mini retirements or the mini vacations. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And, and, and I think in order to reinvent oneself, and that is something that is also an aspect of technological innovation. People don't go to a career now for 35, 50 years generally. Uh, unless they're in some highly specialized field. But even then, they're going to bounce from university to university or maybe th their company gets bought out by another company and they're working in a tech position or in a biomedical division. So we, we move, we're much more transitory in our career choices and that will continue to grow as more and more uh, rise and fall of industries. So Matt and I were always excited about performance. We're both uh, we both started exercise physiology. He's got a kinesiology degree. I went to the University of uh, New Brunswick. I did uh, nutrition and physiology and, and got into personal training and developmental side of it. He got into martial arts. And we're always like, what makes you bigger, faster, stronger, better, smarter, healthier? All, like we were just all about that. We just mm -hmm. love the the, 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 the the engagement of making ourselves better than we were before. And so after I got back from the Mr. Universe contest, Matt, who had, he's one of the OGs of internet marketing, um, so was, tell, was telling me, hey, man, I'm making money online. You got a great story. I've never heard of anybody that's done this. I think we can package this and sell courses online. And I looked at him like he had three heads. And I said, nobody's making money online. What are you talking about? I don't even own a computer, which I didn't because I'd given up most of my possessions. I'd kind of live in this monastic lifestyle, meditating every day and training my clients. I would work on an internet cafe. 
And so uh, he didn't believe me. I didn't believe him. But we said, we'll start a company. I said, oh, maybe it's true. And so uh, we worked on a book and did a set of CDs at the time. And it caught fire right away. And so we came out of the gate and we became, I think, for maybe a couple of years, we were the, probably the number one bodybuilding site, natural bodybuilding site. We wrote a book called Freaky Big Naturally. We developed our first enzymatic process because part of the thing that I learned about was digestive distress and dysfunction and undigested proteins, which led to all the problems, which is associated with a lot of um, strength sports because people consume so much protein, highly acidic, undigested food, inflammatory responses, digestive distress. Go in any major commercial gym, you can tell there's digestive mm -hmm. stress. You go into the bathroom, it's terrible in there. And so we developed the very first proteolytic enzyme to activate and, uh, and optimize digestive capacity of protein for recovery. And notice there was some physiological recovery and performance benefits that weren't necessarily associated with. And we developed kind of a cult-like following uh, to who were really into this and what we were doing. And then that led to the development of a variety of other nutritional products, which we ended up rebranding after I left the, you know, you, we grew past the sport. The sport was a springboard to biological optimization. And then we rebranded into bioptimizers and developed a full suite of digestive health and then nervous system. And now we've just recently uh, launched um, neurological, uh, biochemical optimization through nootropics. Mm. So, so we, like we, we keep it so yeah. systematically going through the system. First, we dealt with digestion. Then we're dealing with the nervous system, cellular communication, and now we're uh, into uh, neurotransmitters. So just systematically upgrading the entire awesome. body. It's amazing. And, and it, stuff works when you work it. And like, you know, I want to ask you, Obviously, you believe that it, it works, right? There are definitely supplements or products out there that have effect. How much of it is truly the product itself and/or the placebo effect? Yeah, because it's just like medicine. It, you know, well, great question. A, great question. So one of the one of our videos that has been very popular is us throwing our enzymes and probiotics in a in a in a glass of vinegar with a with a with a piece of steak. And you can watch the products digest that steak into just dust. And wow. so we're beyond a placebo. There is a you could there's a, a viewable and observable biochemical change initiated in a cup, which it's way better inside your intestinal tract. We did this for sure. illustrative purposes. Anybody could grab our mass times, throw it in a bowl of oatmeal and liquefy it in two minutes. This is not a somatic, hey, take this amazing, weird herb from Timbuktu, and it's going to, you know, boost your testosterone by 500,000 level points or something. None of those mm -hmm. pie in the sky, 1980s hype thing, uh, marketing. Mm -hmm. Now, do I feel there is a uh, placebo effect? 100%. I think one of the, one of the most important and unexamined actions of building a healthy lifestyle is to engage a series of anchor points of what you are doing, which is contributing to your health. So I think that health goes way beyond our physicality. It also health is an aspect of our consciousness. And so if I'm taking actions, which I believe to be supportive of my health, working out, exercise, following the diet that I think Maybe I'm taking bio, maybe I'm on PMF beds 
Maybe I'm taking meditation machines. Maybe I'm doing acupuncture. Maybe I, like who knows what I could be. There's just a vast array of things I could be doing. But I believe that each one of these reinforces not just our physiological components, but our psychological uh, capabilities. And I believe mm -hmm. there's so much negativity about the placebo effect. And I'm not saying that our products are based on placebo because they're not, but I don't discount and I want to leverage the placebo effect too. Yeah. And I believe that everything has a placebo effect and the engagement of repetitive anchor points, which is has its foundation in neuro-linguistic programming or suggestive components in hypnosis, because we're all mm -hmm. under some sort of hypnosis of some sort. Why not take that and leverage that along with it? Because at the end of the day, what do I want? I want the result. Mm -hmm. I want to experience this. And if the data shows that I have been able to achieve a legitimate biochemical improvement with bodybuilding, it's easy. You can see the muscle grow. You can see the body fat drop. You can see you can do more reps. There's a visual, there's an undeniable day by day response mechanism, feedback loop where you're getting data. With health, we now have the technology to measure various markers inside the body outside of the traditional medical, which is like, oh, well, your blood pressure is too high. We'll give you a statin. Oh, your hormones are off. We're going to inject you with a TRT. Oh, you know, like they're choosing medical drug interventions or surgeries to alleviate the consequences of your lifestyle. We're in the process of shifting the patterns of your lifestyle. In other words, giving you a new routine that lives, uh, that leads to a healthier version of yourself, leveraging both the biochemical and, 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 and psychological components that go with that. And I think um, it's, it's a fun process. If nothing, it's a great way to live. Yeah, certainly. And, uh, you know, for many of the people that have been listening to my show for, for, you know, now almost three years, my show was originally called I am healthy and fit. Yes. And tagline is you have to believe it before you can achieve it. It's recently changed the Steve Jordan experience because that's what I love to create an experience, right? And it doesn't matter how it looks or feels, but going back to what you said about the placebo effect. Yeah. You have to believe it. Right. And so the, the consequences of your formulas and the empirical data uh, and the, the results that you can show help people to believe it before they actually do it. So that placebo effect, I believe, is very important in all areas, uh, no matter how you look at it, to achieve anything in life you want. There's also a nocebo effect, and I think people need right. to understand that as well, is yeah. that you can take, and we see this also with uh, regularly peer-reviewed, documented biochemically certain over many decades that, hey, this drug or this in intervention achieves this result. And there's some people who don't get that result. So is that a biochemical, a genetic expression? Is it an epigenetic? Or did that person's mind prevent them? And we do know mm -hmm. in the case of split personalities, which is a very interesting component of psychology, in, in multiple personality disorders, the different characters, that person will have different blood sugar ratios. So one will be a diabetic. One will have allergies. One will have wow. different, uh, you know, resting heart rates and stuff. So where is the where is the, the split between the cognitive and the biochemical? I think if people are being honest 
we don't really know. And, mm. and, and what you want to do is you want to stack as many things in your favor that we do know, and you want to mitigate as many things as you can, as you don't know, you can't get it right. Um, a hundred percent, but you can, you continue to engage in the experience. And so if you don't believe something's going to work or you, you have a, a, a more than a hell, what I would call an unhealthy level of skepticism, then I think that is an influential factor as well that shouldn't mm -hmm. be discounted. All that to say, one of the reasons that we always give people a hundred percent money back guarantee on any product they try. And, that, and when I say, if for any reason, some, some of our products didn't elicit the effect that you wanted or what you were hoping for, hey, thanks for giving us a shot in the experiment. I'm going to pay for that experience out of my own pocket. I'm going to give you your money back because we do know that there is a percentage of people who will try our products, who will become lifers. It, 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 for what, stack them all up in your favor, whatever it is that was their deficiency, their thing that they need that was the right thing at the right time, who knows, whatever it is. They get it. They get the result they want, and they're happy to exchange their resources for our time and energy, and we keep the ball moving. Awesome. So brings me to this question. You have, I, you guys sent me a very healthy, uh, no pun intended, uh, array of your supplements to be able to try and use so that I had a, an awareness of the conversation before we started our podcast. It was a little overwhelming. Not gonna. I, I actually sent an email to kind of get like I don't know what to take this for. I have no idea like what this is. Magnesium, blah blah blah. So I and I'm an educated individual. And I, you know, how does somebody know they go onto your website and or they're interested in, after hearing this podcast? And we've got a great discount for everybody, ten percent off, thanks to you um, on their next on their next product purchase. What is the product protocol for them to know what they need or want. Is there something that they can do a survey, a questionnaire, a blood, uh, it depends, blood analysis. Okay. Yeah, it depends. So we just released this, which is our blueprint for biological optimization. And, awesome. you know, it's, it, it, we basically provide a systematic approach of how to address the lifestyle factors and then where the nutritional products would fit in. Um, I created a course, which is available on our site called the awesome health course. Uh, we don't get to supplements to number five in the formula. It's uh, air, water, mm -hmm. exercise, sunlight, optimizers, mental beliefs, and attitude, education, testing, coaching. There's seven pillars of health. And we teach the principles and practices first because I don't believe that you can supplement your way out of a bad lifestyle. What then you look at maybe, and we talk about this on my podcast, we talk about this, is what are some things that you may be dealing with? Do you have trouble sleeping? probably looking at magnesium. Do you have acid reflux? Probably uh, hydrochloric acid. Do you have uh, gas and bloating? Probably not digesting your enzymes or inflammatory based conditions. Uh, you know, probably an enzyme formulation is going to be helpful to you. Either masszymes if you're on just a general diet or capex if you're on a keto. If you have a problem with gluten, take gluten guardian. Um, do you have... Uh, low mood, right? In all of its deviations, probably something like cognibiotics might be helpful for you. If you're taking something like you have, you, you catch every single thing that goes by, right? You get sick all the time. P3OM, 
So we have customized these solutions and then we provide, if you interact with our site or with our customer service, we'll provide you, hey, I do a video, I explain how to use the product, I give you the lowdown, try this. And we have, there's one particular video I think that everybody should watch in that series. And it's called the bucket theory of nutrition. And there was some guys in the 70s, uh, Dr. Linus Pauling, Dr. David Hawkins, and Dr. Abraham Hoffer, who developed orthomolecular nutrition to treat psychiatric patients. These are mega geniuses. Linus Pauling, of course, known as a two-time Nobel Prize winner, the guy that advocated high dosage vitamin C. Amazing guy. Well, these guys started treating very radical conditions with super physiological dosages of, of, of vitamins and minerals and nutrients and phytonutrients. And so from that, I recognize, of course, applying the bodybuilder's mentality, bodybuilder's mentality is maximal doses. The medical industry will give us the RDAs, the recommended daily allowance to stop the advent of some disease. What we don't know is what is the optimal dosage. But I think these guys figured out a methodology and that is you start to increase systematically the dosage of any product to a, and, and, and take it up to its highest point. And usually you'll get the runs, you'll get, you'll, you'll get the runs. That's how you know you can't take any more. You've broken the GI barrier. And then you titrate down so that you deal with just the right amount to alleviate whatever condition you might deal with. And so the best known example that we have of that, for example, is a thing like called magnesium, which is one of our best selling products. Unintended consoles are kind of technological innovation. We changed factor farming 80 years ago. We stripped out all the soil. We added all these chemical agents. We ruined the world. Uh, in order to deal with the baby boom and the explosion of moving to cities and we went and, and we changed our food supply. Out of that, we stripped magnesium out. So magnesium is deficient in almost everybody. Now, the other thing is, is when you're exposed to EMF and blue light and all the electricity, we actually burn more magnesium in our body than we normally do. So we have a twofold stressor, uh, I would say a biological or evolutionary stressor on the system. So imagine the total amount of magnesium reserves that you could have in your body as a bucket and imagine your lifestyle as a whole. In other words, what you're doing, how you're exposing yourself, what you're stimulated to. And that's going to be different for everybody. Well, that's your burn rate of going out of the bucket. Now, if you only fill up what you are, what you are using with like say an RDA recommendation, you'll never get to feel what it's like to have a full bucket. And it's just like a bank account. If you're only making enough to pay your bills and you have no savings, there's a certain amount of stress on the system that you, you, you can feel it, it influences your decisions and it makes how you're going to do resources, whether you take vacations, how you look at what car, it's going to determine everything because you only have what you're using. What we're saying is fill up the bank account, fill up the bucket through a systematized approach. Then once you get the bucket full, you only have to replace your burn rate. And so we apply this philosophy to all of our supplementation programs that people would like to initiate. So you can take a little bit, and some people like to do that. You could take a lot, and some people like to do that. Or you could go about this scientifically and titrate up and then titrate down. Like And, and, and that seems to be the most successful way to approach them. Mm. And usually people will get attracted to a product for a situation. In your case, we just we just loaded you up with everything and, you know, have wild, go wild with it. Yeah. Yeah. So in our nootropics, though, we've kind of taken that to the next level. So we are customizing awesome. that particular piece because 
neurochemical dominance is so varied and person to person, it requires customization. So the nootropics are going to focus on memory, uh, cognition, focus. Oh, no, no. We've gone way beyond that. Way beyond. Yeah. So we've created the next generation of uh, neurological or neurochemical optimization to be specific. Um, so there was a guy by the name of Charles Poliquin. Most people have heard of him. The strength sensei sure. coached yeah. gold medalist in 27 of sports died too young, but he was a genius. Yeah. A, a couple of years ago. Good friend. I met, I met him. Several Amazing times. guy. Learned all these languages mm-hmm. to see, to get past the biases of cultures and research. A very, very interesting yep. ca- character. Now, one of the things that no filter, yeah, no filter. And I love that. <laughs> he had no filter. And <laughs> yeah. what I loved about, Uh, one of his greatest breakthroughs, and I don't think he gets enough credit for it, is he was one of the first people I know that connected Chinese medicine with neurochemical dominance. And he would test his athletes on neurochemical dominance because that determined how frequently they could train. And he said, if they weren't either acetylcholine or dopamine dominant, they were not going to win a gold medal. Forget it. They're out of the situation. They're an artist. They're a creative. They're They're not doing that, you know? So, Right there, he could identify that. But someone who's a dopamine dominant has to train much differently than someone who's acetylcholine dominant based on your neurological activation. And well, when you get into neurochemical optimization, you start to see there's a variance. And there's basically eight different dominant neurotransmitters. Now, each person is kind of like those old 80s synthesizers. You've got the mains, you got the trebles, you got the bass, you got Mm -hmm. the mid. So you got to modulate and there is a correlative state of awareness dominated by two factors. One, the actual physiological connections, the neural connections between axion and dendrites, which are created. And you can alter those through consistent training, or you can go to 40 years of Zen or BioCybernaut, and you can increase the connections between various parts of the brain using those neurofeedback technologies. And the second thing is neurochemical optimization. So there are, for example, there are neurochemical associations when you are calm and creative. There's another one when you have verbal fluency. There's another one when you're hyper-focused. There, so there's these different combinations. And so with our chemists, we've been able to craft eight different formulas that can be taken individually or stacked together to create alternative cognitive capabilities. So it's a wow. complete, and, and then our chemists, we have people fill out a form. We, we give the general idea. We can tell from that, kind of like a Braverman test, kind of where that person is. They get those products. They record which ones they like. We have a systematized format for going through the test and then start to do the stacks and see to kind of dial in your chemistry the way you want for what you want to do. And at that point, you say, yeah, you give the feedback to our scientists and they they further tweak that formula to you. Like I felt a little too speedy here or a little too floaty here or too calm or I felt perfect that that one can have a little bit more of that. This one was super creative. And even with our own team, our own team is on this stuff. And every day we're like, okay, which ones? And we're giving feedback. And it's amazing the difference between just the team members. And so most of the nootropic blends out there are hitting your brain like a hammer. They're just going almost, they're getting the somatic effects 
from the stimulation. They're, they're stimulating mm -hmm. the nervous system, which has a very limited and short lifespan of doing that. What we're doing is providing, instead of just playing the bass drum and just beating a drum all day long, we're providing a symphony of all the pieces of the neurochemical orchestra so that you can create whatever piece of music that's best suited for your state, what you wanna achieve or your lifestyle. And it's been remarkable for the, the experiences that people are having. And I do believe this is a, an evol another evolutionary aspect and we're at the very forefront. I don't know of any other chem chem uh, company that is doing this in the nootropic world. Uh, I love it. And I think it's super important to talk about this because it is about mind body experience. It's about inside out. And it's a, you know, there's so much to do. Like you can go only so far in your life without having the right, uh, without having the right mental component. Like we talked about the right focus, um, which again, now you're working on and without the right nutrition and more than just the macronutrition, the micronutrition, the nutrition that we can't see, feel, or touch that's happening on an enzymic enzymic and like cellular level that is going to promote optimal, you know, health and wellness from the inside out. And that's the experience of life. And that's the experience that I love to preach and promote. Um, you know, because I've been doing something for so long, for so, you know, so right for so many years. Now at the ripe age of 46, I feel amazing. I feel like I'm still in my 20s mentally, physically, emotionally uh, doing things that, you know, people now are like, whoa, what are you doing? In my 20s and 30s, people are like, oh, just wait until you're 40. And I'm like, okay, I'll show you. It wasn't, it was almost like a push for me to like continue is to continue down the path. I used to take Dorian Yates, um, when you mentioned Dorian Yates, his protein powder, you know, the egg one. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always tried to find like that next level. And at the time, that was like the, that was the, the, the protein powder of protein powders. I mean, it was uh, expensive, you yes. know, like I always felt that like, you know, I never wanted to be chintzy on the, on the products that I, you know, consumed, the supplements I took. Um, you know, I feel that there are two things in life you don't want to be cheap on. That's one, you're betting because you sleep and recover there, which is huge and important. And two, the food and supplements that you take that you need to optimize your, your health and wellness from the inside out. And so like now, you know, people are saying, wow, what are you doing? And I, I feel that too. Like it's an investment. We talked about that. Like when your bank account is low, you make different decisions. When your bank account is full, you act a way, a certain way, you, you perceive the world a certain way, you make certain decisions a certain way. Why I'm telling you this is because I want you to make the right choices. I want you to look into bio-optimizers and be able to see the opportunity for you to internally, from the inside out, begin to take action and change your health and wellness, the experience of your life to another level. Like we talked about standards. And that's why you know, I'm vibing with you, Wade, because I can tell in our conversation, I could tell by the products you sent me, I could tell by the follow-up and follow-through that your team has had through this process, your standards are high. And that says a lot because there are millions of products out there, if not billions of products out there that you are competing with and against. Um, but perhaps you might even say, well, I have no competition, right? Because you're in the world of your own. You say, I'm in a niche and you are because you're at a standard that is optimizing, you know, people's wellness from the inside out that you should really look into this. If you're listening to this conversation, if you're into the conversation, and if you aren't, you wouldn't be here this long. I believe that it's 
in your best interest and know it's in your best interest to take a look at bio-optimizers from the you know, a, a position where you want to be able to have a better life experience from your health to your mental acuity, to your physical abilities, and just being able to age gracefully. So Wade, I really appreciate this conversation. It's been awesome to learn more about who you are, uh, where you've come from, from being able to use bodybuilding as an opportunity to find your niche where you are today and providing people with optimized nutrition supplements to be able to work and live in the wellness space. Um, it's cool to see that because people talk about bodybuilding oftentimes in negative ways that's superficial. It's all on the outside. Perhaps it is, but you used it in a way where you now you spun it and used it to now like look at it from the inside out. And that's an op- opportunity that I'm grateful to be able to share with you and to be able to learn and share with the audience. Thanks so much. It's, a, it's an honor to do this mission. And our mission is to end physical suffering and activate awesome health. My sister lost her um, life at the age of 22 after going through four years of the chemical version which, of the uh, only cancer and all that sort of stuff. And it led me on this quest of number one, your life isn't a guarantee. Number two, your health isn't a guarantee. And what are the principles that activate and optimize health? And um, I feel grateful to be above ground every day. And, uh, you know, I know that the end is coming for all of us at some point. So can we alleviate some of the symptoms of, of, of just physical existence, which is often pain and suffering? And then can we even take it to another level where we can in, it really enjoy this? And that's the mission of bioptimizers and what we're after and uh, to live long, to live strong and to make a difference in people's lives. And, you know, I, I don't have to do this. I don't need the money. I don't have to work, but I'm so excited every day to get up and, and read those testimonials and make another difference in the world. And I think for the generations to come, this is our evolutionary goal. This is the famine in the desert that we are experiencing here with technological innovation. And we see birth rates going down. We see genetic mutation going down. We see all this sort of stuff. Some people's got to step in there in the tide and that's what we're here to do. Awesome. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I appreciate it and the world appreciates it. And um, you know, if you are listening again, go to bioptimizers.com and in the show notes, you'll find a 10% discount on your next order. Again, Wade, thank you for raising the bar in health and nutrition and optimizing our wellness from the inside out. And thank you everybody for listening to Steve Jordan experience. It's been definitely a real and honest conversation. Thank you. Thank you for spending your time with me and my guest today on the Steve Jordan experience. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, there are a few things that you can do. First, sharing is caring. So show your family and friends how much you care about them by sharing this podcast to encourage them to live their best life. Two, go to my website, stevejordan.com, to subscribe to my Get Fit community. Here, you will receive updates, news, and valuable information for ways for you to get more involved in the Steve Jordan experience. And finally, Take a minute to please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It helps me to continue to get outstanding guests to create an extraordinary listening experience for you. That's all, friends. Thanks for listening to the Steve Jordan Experience.